You're listening to Link 24 Radio. The best Afro-urban radio station in the world. It's not just radio, it's a community. I look like I'm the man. Yeah, but I was down and out like last week. Tell me where have you been? With a sick ass mouth and a slick ass flow. Uh, a bit of hey guys, we're back with another episode of Just Swinging It. And guess who just. Which out of y'all scroll? Yes. What, what do the Kappas do? You mean shimmy? Oh, they he just shimmied in the building. Here we go. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Come on Omari now. Omari is back. Yo, what's good, peoples? After a long hiatus, I don't know what he was doing. Chill, don't count my bread. But, anyways. Anyways, so Omari was. <laughs> <laughs> Amari was telling me about uh, this show called. We're just gonna jump into it. Yeah. The show Dear White People. Yeah. So I've been fake binge watching on Netflix, and I stumble upon Dear White People, a series which you know, it's about a young lady by the name of Sam, f- mm-hmm. go f- like looking for her identity in college, and she has a group of friends where they tend to voice themselves, to voice their opinions as far as what's irritating them on the PWI they attend to. Which PWI, is what's that? Public white institution. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's it's all it's all in a matter of breaking down what's um, appropriate towards them. We're dealing with white people mm-hmm. and what they could tolerate, what they cannot tolerate. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting show. I heard it was a movie. It was. I actually watched the movie. I know. Yeah, I never really saw the movie. Yeah. So, dear white people, that one. All right. So basically, that movie was about like people. Uh, they were in college and. Um, Basically, like, it was just the shit white people do that are just, like, why? Like, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Like, for instance, um, recently, (laughs) this white lady came to my job, and she was like, oh, my God, like, in the summertime, like, I get as dark as you. And these are things that white people say on on a regular, and I'm like, bitch, no, you don't. Like, you do not get as dark as me. Like, when did this become a thing? Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's what primarily, like, some of the events they they actually discuss or, Mm -hmm. like, talk about. I remember one episode they, white students had through a um, a blackface party. Oh, my God. Yeah, which caused up a huge stir, and there was one chick went to the radio, started raising hell. If the campus was going crazy, mm-hmm. so it made me, it made me remind me like it wanted me to ask the public, what can we tolerate or what is, what you can let go, quote mm-hmm. unquote let go when dealing with white people because you know, they always say we're the ignorant kind and we don't know how to act oh. or whatnot, but deep down inside they low key, they, low key, and, a lot of and, them. And the sad thing about it is yeah. they even bold with it with it because yeah. the person who's in office and the people that's backing them up. That's true. Like, um, like, what can we tolerate, America? Black America? Okay, what, since we're part of Black you? America. Right, right. <laughs> I, there's a lot of shit I just can't tolerate, period. Because I feel that um, they, they are, they're pretty aware of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that they take advantage of thinking that we're just so tough and we're so, we, we're so strong and we should just take like the low key blows like I you think, know I think they just try to test our limits or mm-hmm. try to not even test our limits but 
challenge us to the point where they want to see if we could be able to build up a new wall of patience dealing with them. Because in nowadays, mm. they 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 hear the word nigga in a song. They they could be and free they be to saying that shit at the Kanye yeah. concert. I Concerts. saw videos and yeah, ooh. exactly. Little parties yeah. here and there. Actually, the, you know, because I'm in business school and um, I go to school with a lot of white people. Right. And um, there was these like, you know, these hip hop white kids. They were sitting in like the... Hypebeast. Oh, the Hypebeast, like Culture Supreme. Vultures. Yeah, I said it. All of this crap. And right. um, they were like singing some Kendrick shit, like the new Kendrick album. Okay. And it was like, nigga, like, and I'm like, yo, like, yeah. what, can I literally just, should I walk by you without saying nothing? Like, should I say something? So I just gave him this look like, yo, watch your mouth. Like, I don't care if it's in a song. That's not your right. word. Right. You know what I mean? And like, these are things I feel like we can't let go, but there are certain things I feel like we can. Like, um, I know a lot of people get offended when black, when white people say, oh, black don't crack. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Clearly. you. Clearly. Clearly. So it's like, Facts. I don't know. I just think that we have to be, um, a little less not less sense okay a little less sensitive on certain things and not take everything as an attack you know when, when we do see white people like in the last episode we were talking about the whole Shea Moisture mm-hmm. um, you know ad and like the white the white there were these three white girls in the ad and I'm just like yo like black a lot of the you know black Twitter black society only saw the first one you know 30 seconds of the of the compilation which fit on instagram but this literally it's 24 it's like it's supposed to be like a mini documentary like series and it's 24 you know videos that go with it right but they only saw that Um, you know what i mean and um, i feel like they should let that go yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because i want to make up a point make a point where i feel like we need to think for ourselves rather than the culture or tv (sighs) Or movies or yes. the radio brainwashing each I other. I think that we need to have coming with a sense of, we know, ain't no shit we need to tolerate. Then why we should just let it go? Yeah. We, why we we gotta you know Drag bow it. down to the pro, pro, they, the cultural appropriation mm-hmm. of them letting it go, saying okay it's okay for them to say the n word or nigga the mm-hmm. nigga word or whatnot because pop culture said it is why can't we can't use common sense yeah. even though it ain't so common but yeah, the common people out common. there could use common sense to you know put their foot down like yo listen here little bastard <laughs> i don't like fuck is wrong with you like it's true like come on I, I mean i agree i just feel that a lot like you know how we're we we're in this such woke society White everybody. people need white people need That's to wake the fuck thing. up. Too. Everybody want to be woke at the end of the day, yeah. but when that time or a scenario pops up, where they at? Nowhere to be found. Yeah, and just like I said today, people need to educate themselves. And unfortunately, people listening, black Twitter is not current events. <laughs> black Twitter is not you, current events. You find events. some intriguing ass stories of black Twitter. Yo, but I that's the thing, and, 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 and that's the thing with black Twitter. Black Twitter will two hundred dollar dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Twitter literally gets people upset. Oh, like dude. it gets people upset and it rouses you I up. Love like there's, it. there's literally people out there who who take this shit, you know, at to face value. And I'm just like, bro, like that's not a real story. That is, it's to not a head. real story. People and make up stories for, for the, just yo, to get retweets. You remember the, the thing that day. happened in um um with the girls missing in DC? Yeah, yeah. Recently, uh-huh, uh-huh. so basically on Black Twitter, like there was like this fake article, like going. It looked legit. It was like this fake article going around saying like oh my god within like 24 hours right. 250 girls went missing mm-hmm. and i'm like 
people really are reposting these things like this conspiracy theory shit is getting way too much and it's really consuming black people Once again, because people back. don't like to read more than 140 characters it goes back to the media it goes all go it all goes back to you know pop culture brainwashing yeah. us and and you know make it every making us it gives us too much of easy access to mm. to be lazy or not try to you know pull in the effort yeah. to look for the information they want to look for I blame, I mean, you know, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. And that's what happens when we stay on our phone and, like, you know, we're yeah. giving these oh, phones gosh. to these kids so early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. kids have su- such short ex- attention span, it's not even funny. You know what I mean? Like, so what happens when they go to school and it's really time to read a damn book? They're not going to want to read nothing. They're not going to want to read it's anything. So their type of learning is going it, to be visual. It's it, going to just be... If, if it's not a 10 second video or a one minute video they're not gonna wanna engage into man, it man it got so bad to a point where one day I was watching Good Morning America and it's literally a teacher or some kind of um anyway it was a person who's part of PTA meeting mm-hmm. PTA conference and he trying to um fight for no, a no homework policy mm, and okay. I'm saying to myself That's like I I, it was days <laughs> yo it was days in which I yo. had to drag Heavy ass textbooks along with basketball yes. sneakers and shorts because I have practices and games mm-hmm. knocking out five to six homeworks a night. And you want to sit here and try to politic for a no homework policy? I mean, this is the reason you, why. Yeah. This is the reason why you got countries like Asia, you got mm-hmm. countries like Africa, like Nigeria, you got countries like Japan. Mm-hmm. That's that's like you know getting better the education and getting, getting the jobs, be, better jobs because they're not playing with their kids. The future is is. It's very important. Exactly. You gotta carry. You gotta, you know, bridge the gap. So, do you think it's, that's like an American? Yes, we're thing? lazy. Mm. We're very lazy. I can agree. Cause I remember, yo, I remember having to come home from school. I couldn't even watch Arthur like everyone else. I had to do Hooked on Phonics. <laughs> you know the big ass Hooked on Phonics? Like it was like mad levels to the Hooked yeah. on Phonics. Like yo, go get the tape, put the tape in the thing, and like actually read and practice your, your penmanship and right. like there's so many things that we did that yo kids got it so what? easy. Man, like I'm, I'm happy that I have little siblings that like to read. You know what I mean? Even right. though yeah they be caught up in their games and all that crap, but. They know what time it is. You know what I mean? Like, when mm-hmm. it's time to do work, it's time to do work. But they, I've seen a lot of children who don't want to do any of that. Like, right. they're just not engaged. Like, they're not they're not with it. I mean, as a kid, I wasn't really doing the stuff you was doing, honestly well, speaking, no with the phonics and whatnot. But <laughs> it was ways in which I wanted to educate myself either one way or another, mm-hmm. even if I wasn't in school. I remember times in which... I used to have to go from downtown Brooklyn to Harlem from basketball practice. Wow. And what I had in my bag besides my, my school books. Was your sneakers? And sneakers <laughs> was the Source magazine or was Slam magazine. That was a plug. You know, it was a plug. A little you plug. Go. Omari. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here you go. I Check guess. Check them out on the Source.com. Yeah. Source magazine. Source.com. Yeah. If you, <laughs> Omari Source 360 is coming up soon. August 10th to the 14th. Okay. I'm that's how I was saying. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, like. The little stuff that that counts, picking up a magazine, mm-hmm. it's it's sad that even actual like paper, magazine, yeah. paper like 
copy magazines are going out of style because yeah. why? People don't everybody like to read. Wanted, people don't like to leak, read, but everything's so digital. Yeah. Everybody want to go on their phones, tablets, iPods. But that's iPads, the thing with growth, like, though. Like, I mean, that's, that's another thing with growth because, I mean, to be honest, I don't see there's anything wrong with it, but I still do think that there should be paper publication. You right. know what I mean? Like, I feel like there should be a source magazine. I feel like there should be an Essence magazine. I feel like we should get these things at home. To this day, my mom still is subscribed to Essence magazine. That's dope. Like, OD, like, yeah. she's probably one of I don't know how many but she's still subscribed <laughs> right. and it's kind of like even when you go through the pages of certain magazines the, it's like the articles are getting shorter and shorter yeah. and shorter and I can't lie even though I'm in school I can't like yo reading <laughs> a thousand words I'm not with the shits like, like I, and uh... I get it but if you're I feel like if it's if it's entertaining if it's you know Picking you your brain, I don't think there's anything wrong with reading. That's true. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to... We just got to challenge ourselves, man. Real talk. It's yeah. not a game out here. Stay woke. Exactly. Stay woke. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag stay woke. So... <laughs>
We're yeah. back yeah. after that little break. <laughs> you gotta hit it with the grrr. Omar, what you been up to, though? Like, I know you've been out here grinding. That's why he hasn't been on, yeah. guys, so don't jump down his neck, because I know people have been asking about yeah, you. Yeah, I bet you know grinding. What happened? What's Creating up? some new content for the source, actually. We have an issue that's supposed to be coming out soon in June. Special edition issue, so you gotta be on the lookout for that. Something looking real spicy. So how was um? What was say, how are you prepping? Like, cause I know, you know um, the three six. Is it three? Yeah, Source Three Sixty is coming up August tenth through the fourteenth. It's basically, it's like the Brooklyn version, East Coast version of I want to say what's that? Um, the Revolt Music Conference. Okay. Basically, we're gonna cover everything, which is fashion. Sports, music, politics. The concert is going to be at the Barclays Center. Okay. It's going to be some dope artists on deck. It's going to be a good time. Everybody's going to be out there. But being how mixy. are you prepping? Like, oh, how? Because I saw how? I recently just saw Amari do an interview with Fab, and I was like, "Yo, like, uh, how do you prep for something like that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, you just, prep for a Fab? How was his interview? You, it was dope, actually. I was I was a nervous wreck. You know. I was just a nervous wreck because really? me being excited. I'm a yeah. And you a Brooklyn dude? I grew up listening to Fab. Like I was, I had to, you Omar know. Omar used to dress like Fab. Oh my god. Omar used definitely to dead did not. dress like Fab. No, I did it. Omar, you used to think you was a dude. <laughs> 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 Let's keep it 100. Let's not front here. But nah, like I basically, I like to prep. Whenever I prep for artists like Fab or celebrities, period, I tend to go into like Nardwire. Kind of um, phase. You ever mm-hmm. watch a Nardwire? What um, is Nardwire? He's like some nerdy white dude that finds the most craziest, most hidden facts about each artist he interviews. Okay. So I just tend to dig deep. So what's what's like something interesting about Fab that we don't know? Because I love Fab. And oh wait, hold on. Fab fixed his teeth. What was up with that? Did you ask him about that? No, nah, I didn't go to all that. Come on, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, it was blatant. He fixed his teeth. How they look in person? I mean, it looked straight. It looked regular. I, I, it wasn't. I, I, I like. I I like. You remember we had like a whole group chat thing about it. I was yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, wait, Fab fixes teeth. Yeah. No, like what happened? Like I mean, he was just regular. It wasn't on no. Look, I fixed my teeth type shit. Like, yeah, like, but I just nah, my chip tooth. Like, that, that chip tooth made Fab. Yeah, exactly. Like legit made Fab. I think it was just. And it was kind of sexy. It was some. Oh gosh. It was just symbolic, yeah. like symbolic of him just trying to you know show fans that. He's on. A, he's about to be on a, a bigger and better stage of in his career. Okay. You know he's with Rock Nation. That's a big whole deal. about to you know probably level up his his billions his mills. Is he coming out with a new album? Part. Um, he told me that he's working on some new music. He was at the time when I interviewed him, he's saying that he was planning on releasing like three project projects back to back to back. But I but don't why know don't, why doesn't Fab like. Did you ask him? Because these are things that I want to know, and these are things I feel like people want to know. Like, why isn't Fab like as big as he should be? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Fab is so uh, slept on. I, like, I I've been thinking that for years because as as you may know, I'm a huge Fab fan. Yeah, yeah we know. I just think that he's just content with the level of him being relevant mm. in a game in which you see dudes who's trying to do who's doing too much, who so happen to fade fade into obscurity at the end of the day yeah, he just want to do whatever so it takes talented. to he's like, talented you know, but he just tell the best stories like exactly song, like my love OD my classic that was, that's like a classic facts story. and facts. I'm just like that should have been on radio yeah that should have been on radio man and, 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 and I feel like he's not even on like when people say they top rappers or whatever like Fab is not on it for people a lot of people because you know, the thing with that is Fab tend to 
use social media too much yeah. to 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 maintain his but relevancy. A, but you just you just say you earlier know? like, yo, we gr- we're growing, we're growing, we're growing up, growing yeah. We gotta yeah. expand. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I feel like social media is a good thing. It is, it but to- when it comes to his per this like his caliber of rapping and his mm-hmm. caliber of, of talent, he should be on another another level with the hoves and with the nods here and there mm-hmm. instead of stupid he did come out around yeah. yeah instead of having to you know okay let me keep up with these millennial kids so you know but I you get know there what it is? I think Fab has like that old school like drug dealer breathe what mentality he kind of do though and I, I did get that, that really vibe when, for the culture like yeah I get that culture. vibe when I legit was interviewing him okay. it was like sitting on a, on a park stoop or sitting in a project um stairwell <laughs> and we just talking about regular street shit really? but in the case when I interviewed him cause this was around the time which was the 20th anniversary of Biggie's death mm. we just you know was flowing off as the the significance of Biggie's music and how it impacted his career and whatnot. and I I could see the enjoyment I could see how how much he he admired Biggie so much when it comes to you know carrying Brooklyn on his back and everything so I love I, Biggie I, I, fi- I find it dope shout out to Fab man Word. Word What's up. your favorite Biggie song anyway? For me, I me would and my, have me to, and my bitches mine. I would have to say, uh, I love the dough. Okay, but do you think like he was like the best, or like do you think? Because I'm like torn. You know what I mean? Because right. Biggie wasn't alive for a long time. Right. That's my only thing, and I and I love I love his music, but I just feel like um. You think he's not the best anymore? I'm gonna shut up. I'm not even gonna do what little Yachty did and Devil's Advocate. You yeah, really no. think no, so? No, I just I just feel so that Ho he is wasn't the best. A, he so now nah, I love with you. Ho. I think Hove is like my top one. Fab is literally number two for me because I was yeah two yeah mm. yeah Fab is number two because I feel that <clears throat> when Biggie came out because me actually me and Omari grew up in Clinton Hill hood. the same hood as Biggie like. We, we live in a to, hood, but we I live on to, to visualize yeah, on the Saint, evolution. Yeah, Biggie lived so. on St. James, so like we actually like grew up with that. You know what I mean? But I yeah. feel that we were really, really young. Yeah, and like he was only out for like three years, I so it wasn't it. like a substantial amount of music to but say that he was the best. Did you do so? Let me ask you something. If he was to still be alive making music right now, do you think I think half- he would be bigger than Hope? Oh, do you think half of these rappers would be out and about like the little Yachty's? The, the, no, the because I think the... that Biggie would G check and kind of like G check them a little bit. Okay. And say like, yo, that's not music. You're not conveying a message. Like there's like interludes of Biggie that I feel like no one has even done. Right. You know what I mean? Like even him, you know, sorry to get graphic, like him having sex with Lil, Lil Kim. Kim. Yeah on one of the intros it was yeah. like that's raw like that yeah. was real people don't do that people don't convey messages like that like you felt like you were there like just Facts. the way that he like talked the my way horny he ass was like oh <laughs> shit this is sexist like this, yeah. this and I was like seven eight years old exactly. I'm like where and if you're yeah, that like, age and you can like literally like even now like at my age at 25 I can I can I'm like wow, like this, we're, is, little, this is intense. Oh my god, <laughs> I felt like I was in a room, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know what I mean. So it's like a, I feel that he wouldn't even allow a, a person like Little Yachty, right? To I don't want to say get that big, now, but be that like be giving out like crappy non lyrical right crap. Yeah. Now let me ask you this then. So out of everybody in the game right now who's new, mm-hmm. who you think will probably will 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 make Biggie step his game up lyrically. 
You got the J. Coles. Mm. You got... Okay, the, so we can't really put J. Cole in a... In, in a J. Cole and Biggie live different lifestyles. You know what I mean? But we're not, we not, okay. we not talking about the lifestyles. We're talking about lyrically speaking. Okay, so J. Cole, who else? Um, Meek Mill is not in it, so don't even hell say no. That's a dub. I love I love the the young ball, but I, the ball. I don't, I don't. You don't like Meek Mill? I do not. No. I big see like a lot of people tend to forget what type of good music Meek Mill was making before the Drake diss. Meek Mill has some hits. I've, he has some bangers on the low. The only song like, I can really think of of me, that Dream like, Chasers mixtape like one through three off the rip. Come on. Well, uh, Prior well, to that, come on. Literally, when I think of Meek Mill, Amen, all I think of you is, got... Okay, Amen I'm was I'm a okay. boss. All right, okay. Like, he, Meek Mill had hits. It's just a matter that a lot of people was too busy dick riding Drake. Drake, yeah. To the point where they forgot what type of music Meek Mill was making before that whole situation occurred. That's true. I'll, I'll, this, don't get me wrong. Without hesitation, I wouldn't mind blasting on Meek Mill through the, through the V or my, through my laptop. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, because it it's still good music. Who would I put? Like, I would definitely... Okay, so you said... What was the question again? Who like, would be... Any, any new cats. Like, we consider new cats that is out and about right now. I don't want to feel like I'm on Kendrick's back. But I would I think he's I, the only person that would. I would say would. only Kendrick right now. It would be I Kendrick agree. and Fab. I agree. Kendrick and Fab because Kendrick conveys a story and I love his la- like you know I'm I'm really like visual. Okay. So like his last um album where he where he literally was having a conversation with Tupac that shit gave me goosebumps yeah. to this day. Like yeah. I literally listen to that song uh-huh. and I just be like Yo, like, this is mad creepy. Like, Facts. did he go to like Cuba and do an interview with Facts. Pac? Because it it really felt so real, right? You know what I mean? And like, Kendrick will literally like grab your attention, and you want to listen to him, right? You know what I mean? Um, I just feel that a lot of us, like young people, our new generation, we need to learn how to listen to albums, and people don't. People listen to That's a couple a, songs and like, yo, this shit is a classic. No, the way I was taught growing up, you gotta culture, listen to an man. album like four to six times the, the, to know that it's actually really, really, really good. It's preach, you preach. You know what right I mean? There. So it's and like, I, agree. I didn't want to give Kendrick. I agree. A, a, a classic album. I didn't want to give him I, that. Honest, I need to honestly to a speaking, times. I don't care if people come at my neck, but I didn't. I still to this day didn't really see his his debut as a classic. It took me a mm. minute to realize that. Really. I didn't off the like two, okay. two to three good lists. I'm like, this is not a classic to me. Mm. Like, I, all right, well, you know. So you know who I don't. You know who also also I don't think who had a classic album recently. Drake. Which one? The last one. Uh, more life. I don't. I don't even. I don't. I can't. Drake even. does not did not release not one classic album yet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, no. It wasn't an album. It was a mixtape. So far gone. It was so yeah. far gone was the okay. best. So yeah. far gone. You can eat, yo. I, yeah, I, yo that, I used to yeah. throw people. Like, case, I used to yeah. throw house parties. So you remember everyone was doing the Drake pose. Oh, D. Like, yo drake had on the fake jordans Facts. never never forget and the steak, no no logo polo <laughs> and the, it. Like, no it was on. was it a polo or was yeah, it a purple it was. hoodie I think, I, it was a purple, purple hoodie. hoodie my correction <laughs> he was bent down like oh, a stripper D. yo Facts. shout out to drake though but yeah <laughs> i think drake's best album is take care. Take care. And okay, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a because solid Because I feel like project. Drake was going through a lot of emotional stuff. Yeah. And Drake actually sounded like Drake. Right. And I get it. He wants to evolve and whatever. But I felt that like his last album, 
to me, I, and he, oh, he, it sounds he, so bad, but I think Drake is a low key culture vulture. In he a is. Sense. I like agree. I feel like Ain't he no hangs it's old a lot. Okay, so I thought I was bugging. Like, he I wanna, feel like he, wanna, he hangs with mad different people and then sounds just like them and then gives them a little bit of low hook. key. He's a dick rider on the low. Why like, expound on that? The, you got the sh- oh Sade, she's a she's a queen. She's a empress and whatnot. We all know that, Drake. Uh. <laughs> like, come on. We all know that. There's no need for you to let that be known. I peed that when he did that with, for Aaliyah. Mm. Oh, she was such a... Yes, 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 her yes, yes, young, yes, yes, yes. We all know that. Stop dick riding. Let her significance, her, her impact on the music game. Uh, he he does whatnot. it, and I feel like Drake does it to capitalize. That's the thing. And Drake see, does it to capitalize he's and to get with it. Yes, because of the and people don't see it because see they see it because they they say they they only they only they like they people love Drake so much because he's a man and he's sensitive and he get big booty chicks. Od. Od. I, that's one. That's thing. another reason why, and I feel like and, and Drake. Nigga, yeah, so it's this like nigga was working now for Serena, like <laughs> and look at Serena, she's on to a white boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But I mean, what are you gonna do? I just feel that, um, like I said before. Black Twitter ruins everything. Facts. Black Twitter does not let no like. Don't get me wrong, Black Twitter. I love y'all. Y'all, y'all are the funniest I people to, I follow. Oh my gosh, I the can't. memes, the videos. Oh y'all, hilarious. I love y'all. I'm just Real not talk. With it. So we're gonna go on a mini break. And actually, no, hold on. Wale just came out with an album, and I'm gonna just say this. Solid music. Solid music. I forgot about Wale. How did I forget about Wale? It's solid. Wale is lit. Like Wale is like. Actually, I actually, I actually like one of his his, oh. his mixtape. The last one he put out, yeah. I think it's called Summer or Sunset. I was believe. it a mixtape? Okay. It was a mixtape. I like the like type thing. See, oh. that's the thing. Wale Mo- also knows how to tell a story, but Wale is mad emotional. Wale that's is too emotional. That's way what- too emotional. So it's it's that's- really difficult for people to really like gauge him and yeah, whatnot. take him serious. Period. Like- but I like this song called Fine Girl. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, Wale's Nigerian. You know, so I love mm-hmm. that he actually gave. Nigerian artists the platform to actually show that share their and he music. He did it. He did it correctly. Correctly, not like Drake where he put Wizkid on the little hook and was like, "Well, how that shit one day?" You know what I mean? I can't yeah, 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 We all know. We, we all know. know. We pay attention. And I get it. And I yeah. get it. And I and I respect it. But to be honest, we I feel like he ain't need no favors. Exactly. So shout out to Wale for actually authentic. putting real. It's- you know, it's genuine at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I respect sh- that. Share their voice. Facts. So we're going to take a break and we're going to play some Wale Fine Girl. Way, One love, my ladies. Sweet scare, you know. Let's get the paper. Pull on. Now I know I don't know you, but I throw something for you. Show me what it then I spray something for you. Sweet girl, you know. Fine girl, fine girl, fine girl. My fine girl, my fine girl, fine girl. Fine girl, you know. fine, girl fine girl, she's a fine girl. My fine girl, my fine girl, fine girl. My fine girl, my fine girl, fine girl. Fine girl.
like she want a bath. Put her in the burst, in the bed, then the cap. For the boy, baby girl, go to hell and back. I'm away to Lagos in the latest shit to hit the net. Oh, yeah, got some time for ya. Nigga, pick me for beef. We beef, they want to sue ya. I got a lawyer. Charlie, we in a hurry. I'm just another your about nigga getting on money. Here go another twenty. Fine girl, fine girl, fine girl. My fine girl, my fine girl. I give you in return. Man. Stack out of visa, baby. Which one you want? Sax fifth with a east sighting. Sierra. Rodeo with a west sighting. I'm in a bad boy on a worldwide thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget I'm rapping green white. Yeah. Okay, you turn me to an animal. Yeah. For you, I throw a carnival. And when it turn me, take it easy. Yeah. So you don't say I get stamina. Uh, baby, come on when it turn Do way you want your body, boss, my medulla. Fine girl, she be fine girl, hey. and this one no be regular. She be fine girl, fine girl, fine girl, my fine girl, my fine girl, fine girl, fine girl, fine girl, she's a fine girl, my fine girl. Someone who, which I do, what, what do you, you're a, what's, what's his, uh, what's your thing, Najee? What do you mean, what is Naj- my thing? Uh, Omari Shimmies and. And we just run everything. All right, cool. You hear the laugh. You gotta do the Jada Kiss lap. Yeah, you stupid. Good guys, one, guy. We have a guest, and we, I know y'all probably been anticipating this for so long. We have Najee Omar in the building. Najee, introduce yourself, because I think I just said your name <laughs> yeah 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 so um my name is Najee omar i'm a poet educator and performer brooklyn based um i also run an organization called spark house we're an arts education organization that promotes social and emotional development and develops youth voice using poetry as a point of access that's amazing dope 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 that's that's lit so, uh, so Omari, Naji, I have a question because you know we've been friends for years, yes, like a long time. I want to know like, the shenanigans they started early, or are we gonna ease? We gonna ease in? All right, because I'm ready. Naji has always been an outspoken individual who will literally tell you how it is, with telling you how it is, how it is. So I want to know how did you find your voice? Like, where, when, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? 
That's a good question. Um, I really feel like so. I don't. I don't know if if I found my voice. You know, I, it's always been there, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like what are the things that activate. What you have inside of you,、mm-hmm. I will say as early as I can remember, even in elementary school, I was always trying to write something, even if it was a project about who knows building. I don't know something with math、Facts. and Pythagorean、mm-hmm. theorem. I'm like, how can I jazz this、Pythagorean、up and just make he's, this? He's, he's a what, smart guy. What's the time he was in most class in public school? Exactly, so yeah, exactly. And then I left Omari behind. Oh shit.、Um, <laughs> no,、nah, I'm joking. I'm just that's, kidding. That's, that's number two. I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> no, but、oh, also, so I, I will say this.、Um, I will say in high school though, my junior year of high school, I got a chance to do a talent show called Rising Stars,、okay. and that gave me a platform to be able to write my own thing、mm. and to have other talented people a part of it. And from that moment on, I knew I wanted to use my words to move people. And that show was amazing, and this was in high school. So can you imagine the growth、It. from high school to now at like twenty six, twenty seven years old? That's That's a lot of growth. He went to specialized high school, if I'm not mistaken. Laguardia, right? Yes. Laguardia. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Bunch of weirdos. Now let me stop. <laughs> Shout out to Laguardia. The people that went to Laguardia, you know, it's all love at the end of the day.、So. Yes, Omari, you definitely have love for Laguardia. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know. We know. Straight three. All right. <laughs> the, I didn't get the gloves. Got to come off I, now. I didn't get into Laguardia. I wasn't that talented. You had to be really talented. So I mean, but what made you want to do poetry? Because we, me and Omari were just talking before you、um, got here, how you know Biggie can convey a story, Fab can convey,、uh, convey a story, Kendrick. I know you love Kendrick, can convey a story, and I feel that when you perform, you know, you give, you can, you can, you literally make me feel like I've been through your life.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you give me the goosebumps, goosebumps that Biggie gives me, and、mm-hmm. the goosebumps that Kendrick gives me.、Thank、how you. did you know that poetry? Was your thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what's funny? I don't know if I really knew. Like a lot of the times, I wake up and I still question: Is am I supposed to be doing this? Like, am、mm. I even good? I still have those fears all the time.、Um, I just knew I had something to say, and I felt like what I had to say was important.、Mm-hmm. And I tell my students this all the time. I'm like, when I was really, really young, I didn't really mess with poetry like that because、mm-hmm. I thought it was something that old, dead white men did. <laughs> and and I was like, I don't. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't see myself in those stories.、Mm-hmm. I don't sound like them.、Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got exposed to other artists, so writers, performers who were Using the rhythm, like as a people, we are so rhythmic. Like that's just a part of who we are.、Yeah. And so when I heard other people embracing their dialects, the rhythm,、um, I'm also heavily influenced by music.、Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I just want to do this, and I want to keep playing.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I ran with that.、And、poetry happened to be this thing. I feel like poetry called me. So who inspired you to ch- really, you know, go hard, go strong when it comes to poetry? Oh, ah,、uh, okay. So people that make me push my pen harder,、yeah. Amiri Baraka.、Mm-hmm. Um, he he is just a phenomenal voice, and he's just so raw and、mm-hmm. unapologetic with it.、Mm-hmm. Also very rhythmic.、Um, a Lucille Clifton, like she just writes in this the way she pulls apart the fabric of womanhood is just dope.、Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Santiago Baca. When I was introduced to his work,、um, doing a lot of works in in the prisons and just、okay. learning about his story, 
he was another person that pushed me. So there's a lot of a lot of poets. Obviously, definitely inspire me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm also inspired by m- musicians and just in their rhythm. And let yeah. us know why you love Kendrick so much because I, yeah, I, I scary when Najee goes like when Najee goes. I do go in for Kendrick. I'm Kendrick. not even fun. Um, this I don't go in for everybody. He's I have my very select few, but Kendrick is one of them. K. Okay, so this is and this is what I say. I want to preface this by saying I'm not a hip hop head. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people can go to bat about the oranges of hip hop and, yeah. and I'm not that. Yeah. I will never pretend to be that. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say with Kendrick, what moves me the most about him is his artistry. Mm. I can tell that Kendrick is so there's three types of poems. There's a lyric poem. Um, which is more based on the lyric. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a dramatic poem or persona poem mm-hmm. where you're taking on the persona speaking in another voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then there's a narrative poem where you're telling the story. Okay. Now you mm-hmm. can have hybrids of them, of course. Okay. Um, but Kendrick's use of narrative, the way that he tells a story, um, is almost unparalleled and unmatched. But also, if you listen to how he plays with meter and his rhythm and how he switches up flow and changes his tone, I mean, like. Like, this guy thinks so much about every piece that he pours into a song. That's like, that's bad. brilliant. And I it's can't like do nothing but respect it. Go ahead. Like go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Damn, breakdown of, of, us, of an artist See? just now. Sheesh. And I'm, the, I'm touching the <laughs> surface. Like, I'm not even going into his thematic use of how he... <laughs> Spreads a theme across a paper. Li- like I'm not even going through that. Agents. Like for instance, I feel like Kendrick's la- last album was an ode to Tupac. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you can feel that, and that's what I like about Kendrick. Like he actually gives good that's music. So much sim- like some <clears throat> symbolism with the title to yeah. Pimp a Butterfly. It's it's more than you know about pimping um, and yeah. It was more. It was about I loving women. It was the context a lot of, of you know how t- Tupac used the um concrete a con yeah rose gold a concrete yeah Yeah. i think he was able to flip it for our generation yeah for which you will be dealing with as far as politics Mm. when you know with racism and 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 even with um classism you see how a lot of people he coming from poverty we we dealing with 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 the mental aspect rather with the actual system aspect of it I, I, I didn't read and I didn't like you know learn about a lot of information statistics saying that mm-hmm. how even when people come from the projects they really look, look at themselves as them losing mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than you know even put their foot out and see what what's the outcome going to be and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate yeah so Najee you you spoke on you doing a lot of work in the prisons yeah and um That's... how did you give I don't even want to call them prisoners you know what I mean mm-hmm. but how did you give these men a voice like how freedom did you fighters we gonna call yeah, yeah like fighters. how did you because not that? everyone who's in jail is yeah. in jail for something that they did sometimes it's, it's the wrong place or time you know what i mean yeah. so how did you give them their voice because i feel that a lot of times they don't have one you know and then you you have one and i feel like you convey a message so what did you do to encourage these guys to to speak up mm-hmm. um so i worked with primarily adolescents so usually i was meeting young people anywhere from 14 to 21. I worked a lot with the young males. Um, so I spent a lot of time working with young men, 16 to 18 on Rikers, and then younger, if they were younger, at different facilities, uh, a facility out here in Brooklyn and the one in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And so I like to believe that I didn't give them anything. 
Like I didn't give them a voice. What I did was I was just like, yo, you have a voice already mm-hmm. and here's different ways that you can use Bring it, it if you choose, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think the big thing with working with with young people in general, but especially young people in these awful environments yeah. is giving them choice. Mm. Because okay. so much choice is taken away from them, from the colors that they wear, from where they have to walk, how they have to walk, walk. when they have to speak, what they have to eat, if they get to eat, when they get to wash, <laughs> right? True. And so simple thing like giving them choice is it activates something. Um, and so I went in and really, I was more of an ear. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm here to do less talking and I'm here to do more listening because you all have stories. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a story, but you sure. all have stories that are imperative and you're locked away from society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what you need is somebody who's willing to listen mm-hmm. and I'm here to listen. And so it took a while and, and you know, everything wasn't kumbaya, mm-hmm. but I will say Were that- Were you scared? <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> you know what? I would say the first day, because I've never done it before, right? Mm-hmm. The first day I was I was really nervous. I was nervous okay. because I was walking through a facility and all of these doors kept locking behind me. Mm-hmm. And then I was going further and further in. And then I was going further and further down. So you feel like one of the kids was scared straight? I, I don't yeah. know, maybe, right? Yeah. Um, do you think it messed with your mental a little yeah. bit? Like, I can't imagine, because my mom's a retired correction officer. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. imagine what that did to, like, her mental. So mm-hmm. I can imagine you working there for a short period of time and, what like, what that does to you. Like, I, like, I know how I grew up. Make your bed. Do this, do that. Yeah, right. I had a little snippet of what an inmate felt like, but you worked with actual inmates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you were a part of that. You were technically one. You just weren't locked down. But you you had, you had, were a part of that process. What did that do to you, like, having to leave work and, and, you know, go about your day-to-day life? It definitely does have an effect on you. I will say, though, that I was, although I was scared, um, mm-hmm. as soon as I got in the room with the young people and every time I got in the room with the young person, it lifted me up and I felt mm. comfortable because okay. I was like, these are young people. Okay. And so it does have a... It, that facility, those types of places are designed to screw you up mentally, emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn ways to take care of yourself and to detox in order to be good and be able to function. Okay, and I have Dope. one last question for you before we put all his information out. Why do you think Black Lives Matter now? Good question. I don't think they matter now. <laughs> I think, I, I know black lives have always mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that there's a new wave mm-hmm. of us just being fed up, of us being trivialized, of us being targeted, mm-hmm. and we're in a current climate, right? And it always happens in waves where we just, we are resisting and the world is feeling us resist. And so it is coming in the phrase and in the feeling of Black Lives Matter, but there's always a different wave in which us pushing against the system resurfaces. And then to end us off, I'm gonna let you guys know where Najee is going to be this summer. Uh, May 6th, Omari, that's Omari. (laughs) May 6th, Omar, uh, Najee is gonna be at 651 Arts Festival of Ideas. That's gonna be in Brooklyn, New York. May 18th, he'll be at the series, Brooklyn, New York, 
June 6th, Bronx Academy of Letters, Bronx, New York. June 8th, Youth Leaders Conference, New York. Um, June 28th to the 29th, he'll be at Emma L. Bowen Foundation Summer Conference, New York. Please check him out at Najee Omar on Instagram. Um, go on YouTube, Najee Omar. Do you have, is it Najee Omar? What's your website? NajeeOmar.com. And check out Sparkhouse. Yes, mysparkhouse.org. And check that out. Show listen, some love, Support. Root up. Thank you for having me. Yes, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. We out. All right. <laughs>